folks. <laughs> folks, this has nothing to do with the episode you're about to hear. Um, but I feel like I'm really bad at being LGBTQ+. Like, because I'm constantly having straight cis people remind me of, like, our own, like, special days. Like, this happened with the trans day of visibility and, like, the lesbian day of visibility. And then, like, recently with, like, the, um, like, the day of, like, you know, the acknowledgement of homophobia and transphobia and whatnot, um... And, like, I just always forget about these things. And, like, the straight people are more on top of it than I am. And I feel like as, like, a trans woman, as, like, a queer person, I should know these things. But I just don't. <laughs> and I just needed to say that. And it's, like, it's, like, 9.30 at night right now. And I'm just, like, having a crisis over this. Anyway, um, we've got a really great episode for you guys. Very special guest today. Um, and we're, we're talking about climate change and youth activism and fun stuff, so enjoy. Uh, yeah. guys, gals, and non-binary pals, and welcome to Cool People for Change, the punk rock podcast about society, politics, and everything else that matters. I'm Jaden Van Bork. And I'm Clementine Valtz. Today we wanted to take a look at the world of youth activism to find out what young people can do to get involved in the issues they care about. And here to talk with us about some of the work that he has been doing is uh, Nico Gentile, founder of the Massachusetts Climate Education Organization, a grassroots activist group pushing for education on climate change in the state. Nico, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Um, So before we get started, um, I like to ask all of our guests, um, just given what's going on, How's quarantine going for you? How are you holding up? It's good. I, it's it's really good. Um, I've been doing a lot of schoolwork and I've had a lot of extra time to take on some new projects. Uh, I got kicked out of my AP test last week, so that kind of that kind of stuff. Sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, it's been really good. Cool, cool, awesome. Yeah. Um, AP tests, whack. Um, but um. So I, I, you know, I was I was going to start by sort of um, attempting to explain what it is you're doing, but I feel like it would probably be better for you to just sort of, um, in your own words, sort of tell us a little bit about uh, MCEO and how you got started and, you know, why you think this is all important. Yeah, great. So um, throughout the last couple of years, I've worked with Mass Audubon, which is um, a large organization in Massachusetts that works to do a variety of things. Uh, and throughout the last couple of years, I worked with them to do a summit on Cape Cod for students from all over the Cape and Island schools. And the summit that we focused on last year was um, education. And I kind of got the perspective about how important it is to educate the youth. So as we came into quarantine and I found myself with a lot of extra time, I was really able to start the organization that I was hoping to do, which was to improve climate education throughout the state. 
Um, and what we're looking to do is gain members from schools all over Massachusetts and then allow those members to help us develop curriculum and um, resources that we can use to implement in classrooms throughout all of Massachusetts to improve climate education. Awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, I think it's really, um, I, and I, I think, I don't know if you've noticed this too. Uh, I assume you have, um, but I think it's really, um, I think a lot of times the, the impact of, of education can kind of get, um, you know, sort of, uh, undervalued, um, in the sort of discussion about, you know, any, any issue really, um, you know, I, and I think we, I think, I think there's like a, a tendency to, um, for us to like, uh, kind of just like for opposing sides of an issue to sort of just like yell at each other and stuff and like, um, and there's no real attempt to, uh, to, you know, educate people in a lot of ways. Um, and I think, I think, I think that's, that's part of why, um, I'm really interested in what you're doing um, because I think it's it's really important that you know we we're sort of um, we're sort of uh, getting the facts you know to people um, especially when there's a lot of you know misinformation out there um, definitely and stuff like that yeah one of our main beliefs when we are going through and writing the purpose of the organization one of our main beliefs was actually so many that so many leaders climate movement leaders and politicians are expecting youth and students to stand up for the climate movement but not just the climate movement any movement specifically we're being asked at the youth are being asked asked to stand up on a level where we will um uh where we will pretty much be advocating for this certain type of movement but why are we being asked to do all this if they don't have the decency to educate us? Like we're not being educated on this from a younger, from a young level. So students going into um, these movements aren't really being educated on them. And it makes it a lot harder for students to want to actually stand up and take part in these very, very important um, movements when they're not even educated. And I think that was one of our main um, reasons for creating this organization was to improve the education on climate change because so many youth are being asked asked to stand up and we're not being educated on it from a younger level. How can our generation save the world if we don't understand what we're supposed to be saving it from? Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy because I, when I was so at my school, I was actually asked to become a part of the Mass Audubon, um, Mass Audubon like organization, which would start doing um, the summits on the Cape and I went into it and they were talking they were throwing all these terms and I was like what is this like what is the Green New Deal and the Green New Deal is like the most like like um, it's so important but I had no idea what it was and I was like why don't I know what these what these things are like they're so important to climate change and they're so important to the future of our world and I'm here a student coming from Cape Cod which is one of the most um, which is one of the most um, affected places of climate change like we see like we see um beaches collapse collapsing and ocean levels rising and it's affecting our island and like I, i'm not even being educated on it yeah absolutely um and and i, th I think there's like a there's like a real um i think for a lot of us uh people people who you know because i think i think you know some people um 
our, our age are, are more inclined to sort of, you know, do their own research into stuff like this. And, you know, people who are, you know, have sort of developed this, um, you know, passion for these issues that I think, you know, um, uh, you know, I think all, all, all three of us probably share, um, you know, I think, um, and I, th- I think there's, there's there, but there's a lot of people who, 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 you know, who are not necessarily, you know, going out and, um, looking into these things by themselves. And I think sometimes we're kind of like, you know, like, I know I'll be having a conversation with someone and I'll be like, like, how do you not, how do you not know this? Um, and like, um, and like, that's the answer really is like that they're not, you know, they're not getting that. Um, and like, you know, and I, and I think it's, um, you know, I think we learn a lot about, um, you know, um, uh, about, about other, you know, equally relevant sort of like, um, issues in school. But I think climate change is weirdly one that, um, that you would you would think gets would get more attention, but it really doesn't. Um, so yeah, I think it's really important that um, that you sort of give people that education and stuff. And I mean, if if you're if you have to educate yourself on it, if you're interested in it, then the people who are going to be an obstacle to actually enacting change uh, are also going to be the people who aren't willing to educate themselves and then how are you supposed to solve the problem? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, and our organization isn't just focusing on climate change from a scientific point of view. We want to make sure that climate change from a variety of different perspectives is focused on. So um, in our mission, we actually have an outline that we want to focus on the scientific, the civic, and the human rights sides of climate change. Yeah, for sure. I think I think that's actually one of the, one of the, one of the coolest things um, that, that that you're doing because because I feel like um, I feel like there's there one other um, issue that I find with and not just with with the sort of like environmentalist movement, but with a lot of other social movements. Um, there's a sort of lack of the recognition of the intersectionality and the sort of, um, interconnectedness of a lot of these issues. Um, and I think it's, um, it's really important that anywhere we're sort of addressing, um, you know, we're addressing, you know, the, 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 you know, the changing climate or, you know, these other, you know, environmental issues, you know, ultimately we have to realize that it, a lot of it, you know, is coming down to, you know, our human rights and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, I think a lot of people would be surprised how climate change could be fit into a variety of different subjects. I've heard proposals on how we could fit climate change into math curriculum, um, <laughs> which is crazy to think about, but it's like, it, as long as people are being educated on it, I guess it, like, it doesn't matter what way. If I think back, I didn't really learn about climate change specifically until seventh grade. Um, which yeah. I find insane. I was like, wow, like I had no idea what it was. So I think it's important that students, no matter what class, no matter what, um, like what, how old they are, that they're still being educated on it to some extent. And I think that's what we're really trying to focus on. 
I mean, I feel like to yeah. some degree you can fit discussion of climate change into almost any subject, not even just like STEM subjects. You could fit it into an English discussion, given the amount of literature there is set in, you know, an apocalyptic post-climate change future. Exactly. I think it's it's insane if you look at it. Um, people have figured out how to fit climate change education into any subject that is possible. And I think that's what we're really focusing on is how can we take advantage of this education in advantage of our schooling because we have amazing schooling. Our teachers are great. And I know it's more about um, the need for it. I feel like if schools see that students want this, they'll be more prone to giving it to us. And I think that's what we like. We want students. We want to give the students the resources to stand up to their school in their districts and be like, this is what we want. And we have the resources for you to do it. And then it's kind of like, all right, there's really no, like, there's really no way that they can say no, I guess, because it, it, yeah. it you know. And Massachusetts sure, yeah. is also a good state to, exactly. to start in. Definitely. Um, yeah, so I, I, I actually, um, that was sort of the next thing I wanted to ask you about. Um, so it's, you know, I know, I know you're kind of like in somewhat of like an early, early phase here. Um, but right now um as you know as far as as you can see what do you think that that path to um towards you know uh getting climate education uh implemented in schools might look like yeah so um once again we're a completely horizontal organization and we want everyone to have just as much say as um like i do when we we're definitely focused on voting and making sure every member has um, equal rights. Uh, and I think that's something really important to reiterate. But when we were um, working on starting the groundwork of the organization, we had looked at it in a way um, that will have our members create certain teams. And in those teams, they'll be able to partner with other organizations to gain resources. Um, and then we'll be able to design um, standards that we can implement that we can um, recommend schools implement in their classrooms and then allow teachers to use our resources that we already have to back up those standards in school districts. If, um, so like, for example, in a science classroom, if we're trying to teach about um, like uh, rising oceans, we would be, okay, we think um, seventh grade science classes should learn about ocean levels um, the, or the ocean level rising. And then we'd give them a certain resource to be able to back that up. Um, and I think that's kind of how we see this going throughout the future and how we'd implement it. But once again, um, we're definitely an early organization and we're still working on figuring everything out, but that's a vision. For sure. Yeah. Um, so I, one, one of the other reasons, um, that I was, I was really interested in, um, what you're doing here is because I feel like um, one of the things I I see as a as a as a trend right now is that there are a lot of a lot you know this this generation I think um, particularly but um, but you know like a lot of um, you know kids and teenagers students and stuff um, feel like very um, there's sort of this like feeling of like you know helplessness and like sort of this um you know especially in in like in in a time where i i feel like more than ever our our political system is sort of failing us in a lot of ways um there's sort of this this idea that 
you know, it's like there's nothing we can really do. Um, and, you know, and I have I, I, I have a lot of, you know, people um, you know, who I, friends of mine who I, I, you know, I talk to about, you know, certain political issues and stuff. And it always sort of ends in this like very like, you know, nihilistic place where it's like, you know, like, okay, but like, you know, like I can't do anything about it. Like, you know, um, and it's just like, I think we're like, uh, for a lot of us, it feels like we're just like trapped in, this sort of like broken machine that's just like we're just sort of like waiting on these politicians um and you know like the adults to to you know figure stuff out um so i guess i guess what i would what i would ask to you is sort of um what would you say to you know these kids who feel like they're sort of unable to to do anything yeah Definitely. I think I actually love how you brought up that point because um, before I go back to your question, I just want to mention that originally as we were developing our organization, we were going to, um, I don't know how um, how early you joined, Jaden, but we were originally going to be focusing on the Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education, which is um, the department which runs the entire state for of education. So they control all of the standards that um, every school in Massachusetts has to abide by. And we talked to um, the SSA, or yeah, the SSAC, which is this um, state student advisory council for the Department of um, Secondary Elementary and Secondary Education. Um, he was the chairman, and he um, actually has a voting seat in the department. And we had chatted with him about, okay, how might we go about implementing these standards that we're hoping to get into schools all throughout Massachusetts? And on a personal level, he was like listen, it takes years and years and years for these to even go through. Um, like, this is something that would take like 10 years to do. Um, I think he mentioned that the standards are renewed every 10 years or so, which is insane. Uh, and I think that's kind of when we shifted towards wanting to focus more on a district level. It's a lot more obtainable and we can go through a year to year basis on this. And it's, it happens the same way as the state department does, but going back to what you were saying, it takes so long for things like these to be developed, um, which I find crazy is that something as important as climate change would take 10 years to get into curriculum in schools. Um, and something I would say is it's up to us. It's our future. We're the ones who can change it. Um, and we just need to make people listen to us. So the more of us that there are and the more of us that believe in this and that want to stand up for it, the bigger impact we'll have. For sure, um, yeah, I I I, th I think it's like it's often um, it's sort of uh, underestimated or or underrepresented um, the how um, you know throughout history really I think the 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 core of a lot of you know uh, political social yeah change um, has been um you know young people youth um and i think it's 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 sort of ironic in that way that um i think uh, you know a lot of us feel very just um just sort of um you know like we don't really have the tools to do stuff but but i think i think the the fact is and really what i'm what i 
what I, if, if, if anything, um, I want people, you know, listening to sort of take away from this is that like right now, um, you know, youth activism is, 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 you know, not only like alive, but it's, it's on the rise, I would say, um, you know, you have, you have, you have a lot of groups, um, I mean, you, you have, you know, uh, in the sort of climate area of things, you know, uh, uh, Greta Thunberg, um, you know, I think is sort of like, uh, kind of the, the, the face of that sort of thing right now, um, but also like, you know, uh, uh, March for Our Lives, uh, the uh, the Youth Climate Strike, uh, the People's Power Movement, and these other youth-led groups um, that are actually doing a lot, and and I think it's um, it's really it's unfortunate that people don't see that, um, and I think and something that I, I I I'm really passionate about is just trying to you know show that like you know they're like yeah you know like a lot of us you know can't vote. Um, <laughs> You know, people who are, you know, under 18 and it's like, okay, yeah, but, you know, you can still, like, you can still volunteer for, for, you know, uh, for organizations. Um, you can still, you can still volunteer for, for political, you know, candidates. Like, I do a lot of that. You can, you know, text and phone bank. You can canvas. Um, you can do, you know, like, data entry stuff. You can, um, and, and I think, you know, even at, at like, the bare minimum, you know, um, I think, the the um the the invention of 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 social media um although although i think it's 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 um it's it's probably its importance is probably o- overstated sometimes um i think um it's a really powerful tool for for young people to to use um you know uh if you just you know if you just like keep on tweeting um about stuff you know it's like there there's a value in that to a certain degree um so i think it's really unfortunate that that right now a lot of people don't realize that there's so much they could be doing i mean i feel like there's this sort of pervasive or like weirdly pervasive idea that as a kid or a minor or basically somebody who's not recognized as a legal adult you don't have that we don't have like autonomy or the ability to make to make anything significant happen on a political level on a creative like in any way which as soon as you start examining that idea it sort of falls apart and yet I feel like a lot of people operate under that assumption all the time and then you realize there are you know kids out here starting climate organizations or doing any multitude of other things that you sort of think of as like this has to wait till i'm an adult but it doesn't really exactly i completely agree with that i think youth youth organizations specifically are so important within society because I think it makes society view youth in a different perspective. I think it makes them um, view us as people who want to make change and not as just innocent kids, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are the ones that are going to be shaping the future. So why can't we have a say in our own future? And I think that's how I look at a lot of things, specifically climate change. Like if my home isn't going to be here in another hundred or 200 years, like that's insane. And I can do something about it. So why shouldn't I, if that makes sense? For sure, yeah. yeah. And it, 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 it kind of makes me think of, um, you know, the sort of like, um, 
you know, the, the ultimate environmentalists sort of Bible, you know, Dr. Seuss's The Lorax, um, <laughs> where, you know, it's like, you know, um, at, at the end, it's like, you know, unless someone like you cares a whole awful lot, like nothing is going to happen. You know, it's not. And it's like, um, yeah, it's silly, but it's also like very true. Um, so, so yeah, so I think, I think it's, it's really, um, really an important thing. Um, but I, I, I wanted, I wanted to ask, um, so, you know, how, how, how long have, has this, uh, has the, the, this organization sort of been, how long have you been active, I guess? So, um, I would say the last two and a half weeks to three weeks we've been active and we've actually been growing a crazy amount. I think, um, since I started it about three weeks ago, um, I, and then I started recruiting members, um, a couple of days later, um, we have over a hundred members now, like over, like maybe over 120, 130. And that's from over 35, 40 schools around Massachusetts. And I think that that definitely opened my eyes to the fact that there's so many people who are interested and passionate about this. Um, and that made me really excited. I think within the first, um, three or four days of getting an Instagram, we had over 200 followers. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's important and it shows you that what you're doing is definitely really important. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I mean, clearly there's, um, there's like, uh, you know, you're, uh, there's sort of a, an, an unprecedented, unprecedented, um, amount of success you guys are experiencing right now. Um, and I, I, um, do you think that, I mean, I guess, I guess I, I guess I partially probably know why that is, but why, why do you think that there are so many people who are, you know, sort of flocking to this so quickly? Well, I mean, with personal experience, there's not, um, any main organization that focuses on climate education. And I think just by marketing, posting a couple of pictures about how important climate education is. Um, students start to realize how important it truly is and how little they've actually learned. And I think that makes them passionate about the fact that they can have an impact on how future generations are um, are taught about climate change. And I think that's definitely empowering for many students. For sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, the other thing I wanted to ask is, um, what, do you, what do you think, because, you know, uh, Clear, clearly you're you know um there's a lot happening right now uh for you and 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 you're sort of just getting started what do you anticipate being the the biggest uh challenge that you're going to have to face um in the future in sort of uh your you know achieving what your sort of vision is yeah i mean i personally everything is a challenge and we have to like get, get over every hurdle especially with education i think implementing something in schools is definitely going to be a challenge. And I have the most amazing, um, we have an amazing coordinating team with an amazing group of students. And we have amazing management teams who help to manage the organization. And we have amazing members. Um, and I think that's really important. Um, and they're definitely going to help us get through everything. But I think probably the most, um, the, the biggest hurdle that we're going to come through is actually trying to implement our education and our curriculum into schools. I think 
um, appealing to schools in a school districts is going to be difficult, but it's definitely not impossible. And I think with the amount of attention and with the amount of youth that we're gaining right now, um, it will come easier in the future. But as of right now, I think that's something that is going to be somewhat of a hurdle, but definitely something that I hope people will take really seriously because it is so important. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, so my, I, 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 I do actually, I want to, I want to, I want to wrap things up, but, um, one, one sort of last thing I wanted to, um, ask about, um, cause I, I, you know, I'm sure there are people listening out there who are sort of thinking, you know, at least in a, in a sort of, um, casual way um you know like oh you know like maybe i could you know do something like this because there are because you know there are like a there's a handful of i mean more than a handful of um you know issues out there that there's not really a lot of um you know there there could be more uh discussion about and there could be more activism happening for so i i i think um so my, 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 my question for you is, what would your advice be uh, for someone uh, trying to sort of get started um, in, like, the world of youth activism? Yeah, I think that's a great um, question. And personally, like, this just, for me, I thought of the idea, and I figured out how I could do it, and I just started asking everyone I knew. I think it's it's important that you have a, um, an idea about how you want to change something specifically. And then once you have that, the sky is your limit. Um, I would say follow people on Instagram that like follow accounts on Instagram that ha that are doing these amazing things. Um, sign some petitions, get active in your community. And once you do that, the kind of the gates are open to pretty much anything. I think once I started getting active, I started realizing all this stuff that I could do. And I was like, wow, like there's a lot I could do. And I, one of the things I was most passionate about was education. I think that's what I focused on, but anyone who's passionate about something can do something to make a change. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, yeah, I think it's like, um, I think this sort of the, 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 the secret, um, that, about you know like doing anything like this really organizing anything i think the secret is that like if you just like sort of like try and do it it's actually really easy um yeah you know, just sort of like speaking from like a um you know uh from a, a different sort of perspective you know because i i i do a lot of you know uh, creative work and like film stuff and it's it's there's weirdly a lot of parallels um and that what I've sort of learned is just that, like, a lot of the time, like, if you just, like, ask people, like, you can, like, make stuff happen. Mm -hmm. um, and there's actually, like, a lot of power in just, like, using your voice and stuff. Um, because I think, I think a lot of the time people are just sort of, like, you know, looking for, waiting for somebody to say, like, hey, let's do this. Um, and, you know, and that could apply to anything, whether it's like, you know, um, you know, like, you know, starting some like, you know, activist organization or like, you know, starting a book club or something, you know, like, um, and you really just have to like, you just gotta, you know, like, just do it, you know? Um, 
you have to definitely be passionate about it and have drive to do something. And the other thing I want to mention is it's definitely important who helps you along the way. Like I would not have been able to get th- this amount of um, stuff done without my coordinating team and um, that we're all a part of. It's me, Jack Burgess, um, Kala Garrido, Zoe Nagasawa, and Haven. And we're all working together to kind of like create our vision for this organization to make sure that everything's running smoothly. And I think it's important to have um, a good group of people that are also passionate about it to help you along the way, because while um, one youth is enough to create a whole movement, you need a, a, a ton of people to help you along the way. And I think that's really important. I, I personally would not have been able to do this much without um, help from all of those people. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it's, it, I think it's at the end of the day, like, you know, we gotta like they gotta come together to to make stuff happen you know um yeah and i think guys you'll definitely you'll be surprised about how many people are passionate about the same thing as you are because at first i was like all right like it will be cool if we get 50 members and now we're over 100 and i'm like oh my god like (laughs) people are passionate about this and we keep getting more members every day and it's it definitely comes as as a surprise i think it's more about just doing it and then you it will pay off for sure Absolutely. Um, so uh, we're going to wrap things up, but um, I, I, first of all, I want to, I want to thank you so much for being here. Um, it was really a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, thank um, you for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so, uh, but, but before you go, um, I want to give you sort of an opportunity to just, you know, like plug all your shit, you know, like where can we find you? How do we get involved? What can we do? Um, you know, uh, how do we, uh, yeah. Okay, great. So this is going to be really simple. If you go on our Instagram at Mass Climate, M-A-S-S-C-L-I-M-A-T-E, we have a link tree in our bio with our website, which you'll find the membership sign-up form. And we have our Facebook. We have a Reddit account. We have a Twitter account. Um, we're getting it. I said Facebook already. And then we have all of our forms in there and our missions and our purpose and our goals. So if you guys go to that Instagram, Mass Climate, you'll have all the information you need. And... We hope to see you guys in our future meetings. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You heard the man guys, you know, get, get out there. Um, all right. So, uh, this is, this has been, uh, cool people for change. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, we actually, we have, we have, uh, social media now, so make sure to uh, follow us on Instagram at cool people for change and on Twitter at cool people pod. Uh, make sure to subscribe if this is something that you like, you know, we do this, um, almost every week. Um, and you know, we talk about issues that we think matter. Um, if you're on Apple podcasts, give us some ratings. Um, we'd appreciate it and make sure you share this episode, uh, with your friends, with your family, with whoever, um, and, um, you know, until then, uh, have a, have a, have a wonderful time in, in quarantine. Peace out.